Welcome to a Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter and we've made it to day 24. We'll continue our journey by today looking at St. Joseph's virtue of work and his title as being the model of workmen. So many of us, I think, have a very unhealthy relationship to work and so this will be an important day for us to invite Joseph into all of our labors so that they can really be redeemed and to be seen and lived out in the glorious vision that God has originally planned for us. Well, if you're ready, let's start with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our salutations to St. Joseph. Hail Joseph, image of God the Father. Hail Joseph, Father of God the Son. Hail Joseph, temple of the Holy Spirit. Hail Joseph, beloved of the Holy Trinity. Hail Joseph, most faithful helper of the Great Council. Hail Joseph, guardian of holy virgins. Hail Joseph, great lover of poverty. Hail Joseph, exemplar of meekness and patience. Hail Joseph, model of humility and obedience. Blessed are you among men, and blessed are your eyes which have seen the things you saw. Blessed are your ears which have heard the things you heard. And blessed are your hands which have fondled the word made flesh. And blessed are your arms which have carried him who keeps all things in existence. And blessed is your bosom on which the Son of God fondly rested. And blessed is your heart aflame with the most ardent love. And blessed is the Eternal Father who chose you. And blessed is the Son who loved you. And blessed is the Holy Spirit who sanctified you. And blessed is Mary, your spouse, who loved you as her spouse and brother. And blessed is the angel who guarded you. And blessed be forever all who bless and love you. The Memorare to St. Joseph Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, my spiritual Father, and beg thy protection, O foster Father of the Redeemer. Despise not my petitions, but in thy goodness, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, well, uh, great. It's a great gift to be able to be with you. Uh, What a day. We have St. Joseph as this model of workers. And first, just to consider that work is a gift. There are some people who can't work, right? So just the ability to work and to labor and to sweat and to create and to produce, these are gifts, these um, abilities to really give of ourselves. But how many of us see this to be true? I remember um, growing up, um, maybe I was still in middle school, and I remember like just being hit with a lot of anxiety. And I was talking to my dad about, I'm going to have to go to school for another four years in high school, and then maybe years in college. And then my dad went to school for a really long time after that. And I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, this thing that I don't really like to do, all for what? 
work, to be able to work in a way that like would never end. Like even a sense of retirement whenever I'm 60, 70, it's like, what would that even mean? And so, but I think a lot of us can kind of have that. Maybe as we stare down our, our work week, we get to the end of Sunday night and we're looking ahead. It, it's just anxiety, all of the work, all of the duties and responsibilities that I have, these unrealistic expectations and it can be just crippling. It's like, all right, what do I do? And maybe I pour myself in, right? I go all out and I do my work. I fulfill my obligations and I work for the hours that I'm supposed to do. I do the duties I'm supposed to do and no more because work is work time, but my time is mine. And finally, we get to the end of Friday and we're ready just to collapse. <laughs> and then we get to Saturday and we're just beaten. It's a day that we have to recover and rest. Um, do you know that even the, the term weekend is more of a new American term? I learned this living in Italy for a little bit, that if over there the greeting is Buona Domenica, Happy Sunday. But not just for us, it's like, well, Sunday, what about Saturday too? And so if they want to say, have, have a good weekend, they would say, Buon Weekend. Right? They don't even have a word for weekend in Italy still, um, other than our American term. Why? Because really in this way, it's been preserved for such a long time, this vision of Six days man was meant to labor, but on the seventh day, Sunday, he rested. Work gets distorted, huh? Originally, we were created in God's image and likeness, and a part of that was to labor, right? I think we can say, like, in the beginning, it wasn't so. We didn't have this distorted vision of work that was cumbersome and burdensome and anxiety-producing. Um, actually, fundamentally, a part of who we are so we're, we're meant to work, right? But different than maybe other mythology, mythologies that have the different gods creating man in a way that's for entertainment or for sport or maybe to be their servants, to work in this servitude. No, God very clearly, clearly in the Genesis creation account makes man, Adam and Eve, this player, this partaker in his ongoing creation to be able to till the soil and to have dominion over all of the land and all of the animals, right? It's this way that we are able to participate in God's ongoing creation. It's this beautiful way that we're able to live out our true dignity. It doesn't come from how much we produce. It doesn't come from how successful we are. It doesn't come from how many people like us. It doesn't come from the government. Our dignity doesn't come from anywhere else other than God and being made in his image and likeness. And this is so important to hold on to this. So many of us get this backwards, huh? We get this backwards and we get this twisted. And so, I don't know, so many of us enter into our week, our work, our week. We work to be able to rest and we rest to be able to work. Have you ever thought about this? <laughs> what are you working for? Just like, I got to get to the weekend. All right, I got to get to this next vacation. And all of a sudden we get to this time of resting and all it is is just like a recovering so that I can have a little bit better uh, stability or foundation to be able to enter and back to work. And we can't actually see rest without work and we can't see work without rest. And it's not supposed to be this way, I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say. Um, maybe to put it more articulately, it's been said before that we are human beings, not human doings, right? This really important reminder that we're not meant just to 
produce and work, but that our, our work is meant to come from who we are. The church has spoken very clearly about this, and especially as it's seen, maybe this vision is seen in its most extreme view in a, a communistic vision, right? That it's a vision of the human person that reduces them to how much they can produce. Marx would propose a utopia where there would be available in the future, this place where, you know, right, if only we could redistribute the wealth, if only we could redistribute the resources and create a truly just society where man has ultimate freedom, then he'll be really happy. And the problem is that it's an empty freedom that actually robs man of his dignity. It's funny, even the etymology of utopia comes from the two Greek words, you and topos. You means not, and topos means place. So utopia literally means no place, <laughs> right? Where there's no place where there's, oh, sorry, this utopia that means no place, this utopia is where this super abundance of material goods that it'll never actually satisfy us. Why? Because this earth is not our home. We have hearts that yearn for eternity, for infinite love. And so you can strive to take away all human strife, all injustices, all poverty. But until the dignity of the human person with an immortal soul is truly seen and valued, this vision will always run short. So it was in 1955 that Pope Pius XII established May 1st in opposition to the communistic May, communism May Day. Pius XII established the Feast of St. Joseph, the worker, which is incredible because here he is, St. Joseph, the terror of demons, coming against all attacks, all ideologies that would t come against the human person and who he or she really is. How does St. Joseph do that? I want to do uh, read you this this prayer that's a part of the the consecration prayer of Saint Peter Julian Amard, and he notices, I want to be like Saint Joseph, especially as he's able to engage in work. Listen to how how he prays. Quote, Gladly would I be like you, Saint Joseph, a poor carpenter, unknown and despised, food for the roots of the tree, the master's gardener, who never leaves the garden who knows nothing but his plants, who loves only his flowers and sees only their fruits and dies in the corner of his hut in the arms of Jesus and Mary. End quote. So what St. Peter Julian Amart sees is so glorious about Joseph is this true, first of all, contentment. That he doesn't have to have this great job. He just has to engage in the job that's been given him, seeing what are my gifts? What are my talents? And it's not a comparison game. How does my job measure up to other people? It's where am I able to find dignity, this ability to give of myself that doesn't reduce who I am to an object for production, but that I'm able to truly find who I am. And especially, this is um, something that he sees here, that his work is ordered towards truly the fruits of his garden, which are what? <laughs> his fruits are his family. It's his wife, Mary, and it's his son, Jesus. And so it's in this that he's, he's able to till the garden in a way that he doesn't have to go outside of the garden. Isn't this so tempting for us? Whatever our job is, we can be so tempted to just want to expand and continue to grow and do more, produce more, have... And Joseph says, 
I'm just going to stay in my workshop. I'm going to do here because this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is where I can find God. For Joseph, there was never a better example of this. For we can only imagine those moments where Joseph was able to teach Jesus how to cut wood, how to care for wood, how to mend it, carve it, put it together. And here's the author of creation, right? The one who willed it to be and continues to will it in existence, humbling himself to be taught by Joseph how to work his own creation. Here's also something that we can glean from St. Joseph and truly his ability to, to work in a way that's most dignified. St. Peter Julian Amard says that God made St. Joseph for our Lord and for nothing else. No other work, nothing with which he came in contact could claim his love and attention. So for St. Joseph, it truly was all for the Lord. And this is for, this is all of us. We're all made for the Lord. And Joseph in a most particular way was able to experience that reality right in front of his face. And so in everything that he did, every virtue that he was able to acquire, it was never for himself. It wasn't for humility for the sake of me growing in humility, as contradictory as that is, or me going in uh, prudence or patience or courage or anything else that would be for myself. It's all for the Lord. So St. Peter Julian Amart says, do you notice that all the virtues of St. Joseph follow this course? They do not crown him. He wears them like a suit of clothes and he makes use of them to serve because Christ has come on earth only to practice them. What was the result? St. Joseph never worked for himself. He never worked to be happy or perfect. From the moment the soul begins to put itself first, it becomes mercenary. It makes a little treasure of its own before offering the pittance it owes the master. St. Joseph did all for Jesus, happy in the thought that Jesus grew and became more prominent in proportion as the servant diminished and hid himself. End quote. So as... Um, we consider this this day of how Joseph wants to truly give us a freedom to embrace our work, but in a way that we could see our true dignity and also to be able to maybe have a refocus on doing it for the Lord and being able to find the Lord who himself wasn't afraid to engage in even the work of his own creation. It's Joseph who is able to see this. And I think he wants to bring us to this as well. So I know a lot of you work and probably a lot of you have jobs that aren't glorified or elevated in a way that is celebrated today. But can we find that whenever we offer it to the Lord in the hidden ways, in the humble ways of whether it's just cleaning or um, doing just what's expected of us, that it's in this when given over to the Lord, it can be truly not just dignifying, but sanctifying. St. Joseph pray for us. Let's pray our, our litany of St. Joseph, begging him for his intercession, especially in this intention, just to be able to find how the Lord's calling us to truly labor, and not just for this world, but for the kingdom, to labor in a way that allows us to encounter the Lord Jesus right there with us. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and Prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose Blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Okay, well, we come to the end of, of this day and we are closing in um, at our final destination of this consecration. Starting tomorrow, we're going to be praying one of the consecration prayers of St. Peter Julian Amart at the beginning. It's a way that can allow our hearts to be truly prepared to be able to say these most meaningful words of an offering of an entrustment of ourselves to Joseph at the end. So I look forward to starting that with you tomorrow. As always, if you enjoyed this, I'd ask you to please like and uh, subscribe. Please leave us a comment too. If you'd like to support this podcast and the work of Dry Bones Ministries, please check out our website at drybonespgh.org. Let's keep one another in prayer. As always, it's been a good journey and uh, we're coming in to, to the close. So God bless you and St. Joseph, pray for us.